Welcome back to another episode of Reversing Course, the golf course restoration at Wakanda Club. I'm Rian Kinney. I'm the general manager here at Wakanda. I have here with me our golf course superintendent, Dane Wilson, our director of golf, Aaron Kruger, and special guest, Mark Wilson. Gentlemen. Morning. Good welcome. morning. Good morning. Well, we are another weekend. We are in episode eight this week. Dane, give us an update. Yeah, so I know we talked last week and we had seeded our first hole and really what we were looking at it yesterday and we got, um, we started to get a really nice germination on the fairway. So four days in really from when we started throwing water, which is pretty good. I mean, we had the right temperatures, you know, 100 degrees on Friday, humid, 80s through the weekend. So really perfect conditions for germination. But um, other than that, you know, we're, we're still out building building stuff. We're still running irrigation, uh, working on finishing our last mainline connection right now, just in an effort to finish off the greens loops at least. Um, we needed that connection to do so. And today we're going to actually go out with um, Tyler Ray and figure out these five, six greens that we've got ahead of us to do our tiebacks and siding. So we hope to have that, you know, at least four or five greens done by the end of this weekend. Um, have some rain coming in today, so slowing us down at least for today. We'll see what that does, and hopefully we're able to get back out this afternoon. But ultimately, we're in this point of the uh, project where we're kind of pivoting from just destroying and building stuff to now putting everything back together and um, <clears throat> whether siding, seating, whatnot. But um, with that being said, it, it's kind of a weird moment because sometimes you feel like, you know, we've been pushing and pushing and pushing and while we've shaped a lot of things and um, you're starting to see that process slow down a little bit, but inevitably they're so far ahead that we don't have to worry about that as much. But then we're bringing, pulling guys back, you know, adding sand, liner, uh, siding the bunker faces, just finish prep, just getting any debris out of our ways so that we can seed. And so it's, it's similar to the way you start the project as we revert back to this. It's a little slow going right now because we're all just, you know, getting it right. But just like other pieces of this whole thing, once we get that figured out, we can start moving along really well. And I think uh, for what it's worth, I mean, I know we, we got three sodded and seeded last week. Yesterday we had another couple trucks in and then we got sod around... Uh, the rest of the tees on number three and then we did everything around four green and one green with the exception of next to our cart path that we have to finish off in the bunker in the middle and then hopefully we get through today and get another couple trucks in tomorrow and then friday and then really start moving from there so what kind of grass is that sod that's coming in it's a uh, bluegrass mm -hmm. and so what so we have our crew is working on this project as well so your crew that works on the course on day-to-day -day basis they're working as, on this project as well maybe go through kind of what their role has been in this well at the beginning everything was about just deconstruction so whether that was uh helping sod strip some of the tees that we plan to either rebuild or level removing all the irrigation heads we had some rocks that we had to remove around a tee um and, and really <clears throat> you know what i had envisioned i i Albeit, yes, it was labor intensive. I thought it would take quite a long time. But I think the best thing about our team is that, you know, whether it's these high school kids or younger guys, I mean, sometimes you see it out there, but we don't have an issue with anybody 
you know, looking at their phones or taking extra breaks. And we've got a lot of really, really ambitious young guys with us. And, you know, when we get out there and we, um, we set our goals, I mean, they, they achieve those goals, you know, in the time that we want to and or faster. So with that being said, um, a lot of our tasks that we were responsible for in the beginning were already completed with. So what we're doing at this point, coordinating with the contractor, is where can we jump in mm -hmm. and help? And so part of that has been the green siding, which wasn't originally in our, um, in our part of the project. But seeing as they are our greens and we want to make sure that, you know, they are right, you know, that's one of the things that we identified and said that we want to take on. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, you know, we're still trying to keep the place cleaned up, you know, not let everything overgrow, whether it be rough or even around trees or anything like that. And then, um, you know, dad's been kind of leading a team either by himself or maybe he's got a couple guys here and there getting out ahead of our seeding process and leveling some areas from irrigation and or old irrigation heads, leveling those because we don't want to end up with these little weird birdbath dips in there. And so uh, trying to clean all those things up and just keep moving forward with that. And as we get into seeding, our part of our tasks uh, in-house, your team's tasks are to do the seeding. Correct. Yeah, yeah we're responsible for all the seeding. Um, and then when we do start growing, we'll be mowing everything. So we'll yeah. be able to start piecing some of that back in as well. But with these high school kids and college kids going back to school towards the end of next week or the week thereafter, what we're trying to do is at least finish all of our green sodding by then. So seven greens left, like we mentioned, we're hoping to tackle at least four or five of them by the end of this week, just leaving a few for next week. And if we get that in, that's that kind of takes away the rest of our you know labor-intensive mm -hmm. tasks. What a great opportunity for some of these young guys who are on your on your team. Some some wanting to go into turf management as a career. Yeah, we've got um, well one who is also a superintendent's son, um, Owen Lux. And then, um, you know, maybe I'm going to put him on the spot, but he was going to go to Iowa State to be an engineer. I'm trying to flip him, Jake <laughs> Freeze. So both of those guys are really good. Um, but they've, they've expressed some interest in it. Yeah, what a cool opportunity for them. Um, and then as Tyler Ray and his associate Jim Ryan are here, uh, which they're here most days of the week, either one or one or both of them, um, or three days of the week or so. Um, what have they? What have been their kind of roles as far as the physical labor? I know they're in the uh, you know moving dirt and and shaping greens and things. Maybe go through us what they've kind of done as far as that. Yeah. So uh, for them, you know, we're all getting around and you know really looking at these features, making tweaks, adjustments talking about depths, you know, providing guidance to the shapers. And then, you know, in terms of their responsibilities for the greens construction, they'll do all the shaping for the new greens that we're building. And so really that's kind of just in their scope, but then they've also helped us out and they've kind of jumped outside of the greens and maybe shaped the, the bunker on two, the bunker on 17 to get those closer, you know, to the way they'd like them. Mm -hmm. And then even as we started this uh, process with the green siding and these tiebacks, I mean, Tyler was jumping in and helping us kind of break out, you know, getting everything right. I imagine that being kind of the creative part of his process yeah. of jumping in and actually getting in the dirt and, and shaping it himself. Yeah, I think uh, he and I are probably like-minded in the thought process where, you know, 
maybe dad will testify to this too is like I, I have to have an idea of how to do it first before I can let anybody else do it and that's just mm. a personality thing uh, I think he's probably the same way too and so just just figuring out you know what exactly you're looking for what the right process is more than anything and then mm -hmm. be able to you know because I've got to wrap my head around it before I can expect anybody else to do it right right all right well thank you for that update and yeah. we're excited to make this transition from what, what did you call it destruction destruction to yeah. uh, cleaning it up and putting it back together yeah it's looking great out there thank you well, I am very honored and excited to introduce to you our special guest for today, uh, Mark Wilson. Mark began his career while enrolled in the Turfgrass Management Program at Eastern Kentucky University in the mid-1970s, where he also played on the golf team. He served as an assistant superintendent at Harmony Landing Country Club and Louisville Country Club and followed these with a superintendent's position at Audubon Country Club for eight years. In 1988, Mark became the superintendent at Valhalla Golf Club, a position he held for more than two decades. He and his staff successfully oversaw the playing conditions of five major championships at Valhalla Golf Club, a 1996 PGA Championship, 2000 PGA Championship, 2002 PGA Club Professional Championship, 2004 Senior PGA Championship, and in 2008, the Ryder Cup. In addition to presenting a pristine golf facility for the Valhalla members, top playing professionals and national viewing audiences, Mark is known for mentoring many of today's top superintendents, hiring college students through cooperative education programs, and being a headliner for turfgrass educational programs in Kentucky and throughout the country. In 2016, Mark was inducted into the Kentucky Golf Hall of Fame. Mark is also our superintendent, Dane's father. Mark? Welcome well, to the card room. Well, thank you. So, it is so great to have you here. Well, thank you. So tell us, are you officially retired? I wouldn't say officially because Mark Wilson Turf uh, LLC Consulting Turf Advisory still does exist, but I just uh, just completed a ten two year tenure that I went to an old country club in Louisville, Kentucky called Big Spring Big Spring Country Club, and uh, I went there to help them hire a superintendent and the next thing I knew I was the superintendent for a two-year <laughs> commitment so uh, I, I think I'm done but uh, but I'm lucky because you know the old country western song uh, find something you love and you get to call it work so mm -hmm. that's what golf has been to me golf maintenance and even when I think about my long tenure at Valhalla the theme of a Valhalla was love of, love of the game okay so Thank you. Well, we are uh, excited to have you here, and we know that you're helping now your son uh, some with our he golf does, course He doesn't need here. a lot of help. I think <laughs> I'm being selfish in the sense that I'm here maybe to help him. Mama. I'm still here because I'm still learning, you know, and that's what the beauty of uh, our profession is, that there's still more to learn. There's still new technology, new equipment, new way we ways we do things and what's neat here is we're trying to restore the old mm. Mm. yeah so did you always hope that dane would go into the uh turfgrass management profession hope probably uh, not i'm not sure i hoped but i was hoping what i said is that i my children would some, find something they like to do 
you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then they get to call it a career. Mm-hmm. Well, part of that, too, is we had this discussion the other day. And, you know, for a long time, for me, the question that would always be presented was, you know, what's your hobby? <laughs> and I always used to hate that question because I kind of reflected on myself. And I just thought, to some degree, I don't have any hobbies. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, somewhere within this past year... You know, to Dad's point is, I think the answer to that is, you know, this job is my hobby. You know, it's it's what I care about. It's what I enjoy doing. You know, and I don't I don't think about what the monetary aspect of doing this is or the time commitment that it is. It's just something that I enjoy waking up and going to every single day. And without doing that, then you know, this would be a tough job. Yeah. <laughs> my add-on to that is, I think the worst question I or not the question that I got when people used to tell me, have a good weekend, and I look at them <laughs> in the sense, do you know what I do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday's not much different than Monday through Friday. Okay. <laughs> well, Dane, you grew up on the golf course, right? Yeah. I mean, you're by your dad's side out there, you know, doing what he's doing. Yeah. Wrecking bunkers, what, seven years old? I think you mowed greens. You were on a hand mower at about first, second grade. Yeah. You mowed green. You mowed a green. I do remember changing a cup. And we used to go out and change cups at yeah. night. Well, I do remember that day where you told me to go change a cup, and you got a call on the cell phone. You were out talking, and that was number four, which is similar to our 14th, where you've got a big slope in the middle of it. And then you were your back was turned to me, and I decided to cut the cup on the slope. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turned around and... Maybe not a big mini freak out, saying I can't do that. That phone phone call didn't last long. There might be some other stories, too, and I hate to share because he wouldn't want to. Like one time at Valhalla when we flooded, and I said, don't go near the golf course uh, because it's silt on the cart paths and it's dangerous. So I'll just share that he did not. He went on the golf course. He did not follow directions. We had to get that cart out with a loader. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how you learn. Yeah. Uh, Dane, so did you know that this is always what you wanted to do then? Yeah. Um, I think I I I said I used to want to be a firefighter until I was eight, and then after that, I mean, this was the only thing I ever had on my mind. So, Mark, when you knew that this is what the profession that Dane wanted to go into, what was your advice to him? I'm not sure I really offered advice, but because he kind of did it on, on his own, but he that he didn't just learn from me. He went and worked what I feel was some of the best superintendents that he could. He worked for two veterans at Old Stone in Bowling Green, Kentucky. He worked for Paul Ashaw at Murfield Village in Columbus, Ohio, and he worked Curtis Dyball in uh, at Chicago in Medina and then he when he went overseas and worked in the Netherlands he worked for Niles who was considered the best Irish superintendent there was in in Europe so did you specifically Dane seek out those positions for to uh, have those superintendents as mentors uh, I mean, the, you had one of the best, you know, Yeah, well, to, to, it, with your dad. And, and so, so I guess you, the PGA themselves, I mean, they were, since PGA of America owned Valhalla, yeah. I mean, they did have some rules there, you know, whatever it's worth, that, you know, they didn't really want family working for family to start with. So I guess initially, 
you know, my buildup was always to probably work for dad for the 2008 Ryder Cup. And so I kind of thought about, you know, what path does that look like to where we could, you know, not be considered just father and son working together. And so part of that was working for Curtis James at Old Stone and then Wyatt Warfel thereafter, but um, working for them and then Curtis James had a connection with Paul Latshaw and I obviously knew that was a great opportunity. So I went there and, you know, from there, you know, I think I had the credibility enough to then go work for dad. It wasn't an issue. And then after that, you know, I, I thought about, well, what would be the next step? And, you know, Medina, they didn't have any tournaments coming up, but I, I knew it was a multi-course operation. So I kind of wanted to see what that was like. And then when I worked for Curtis, um, you know, he had a he had an extremely different mindset than you know other superintendents. Where my view into you know what that profession was was strictly dealing with the turf. But Curtis was able to provide us interns at the moment. You know, the big picture. You know, absolutely everything that's going on behind the scenes. So it's not just the grass; it's people, it's budgets, it's you know managing everything. And so, you know. I did want that opportunity to work overseas, you know, just something different. But as I came back, you know, I felt like Medina was the you know, best place for me to learn and grow. And especially the host of the next Ryder Cup. And the host of the next Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the master plan that the club had themselves to rebuild all three golf courses within, you know, that time frame, which mm-hmm. I was able to be a part of, too. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the Ryder Cup at Valhalla. You both were there. You both worked it, right, yeah. together? It's truly the biggest event in the world as far as golf, maybe mm-hmm. sports in general. And even as an attendant, when I've been to the Ryder Cup, there's you kind of get, you got this feeling of goosebumps or you feel like, I'm glad I'm not hitting that first tee shot because <laughs> I, I couldn't even pull the trigger, okay? So... It's funny, me following the Ryder Cup, too. I talked about my career. I went to Laurel Valley in 1975 to the Ryder Cup as a college student, and there may be a 1,000 people there to see how it grew into as big as it is. I mean, we had 26 acres of tents at Valhalla. Mm. Think about that as far as that. And I, for, I think they do more broadcast for viewers than any tournament in the world, so... It's a special opportunity. And at the same time, it might be the funnest golf course uh, tournament to do because the schedule is... And the easiest. Yeah. That's the schedule is pretty players. easy. Yeah, 20, yeah you don't have 24 yeah. players, you know. And, and, and on Sunday, they on don't Sunday, even start they didn't till noon. Start noon. Yeah. <laughs> so. we, we could have had a continental breakfast before right. we went out. <laughs> But so, what, yes. what about the pressure? I mean, there's a lot of pressure that goes along with it in your roles. Like when you are preparing for these major championships, what's, I mean, tell us, how do you deal with that? I mean, since I dealt with this a little bit, I said I always felt as a golf course superintendent, I didn't do nothing different than any other golf course superintendent. It's just that I had all the eyes on me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, doing it. So, I don't know. There's a focus to what you do and say, I'm just going to take care of business you know what i'm saying so and my my view is the more i plan the less i have to react so man even though you, you get so good you still always react mm. you know what i'm saying that perfect plan kind of 
Yeah, that's inevitable. Mm. Still works, but still. So, but let me go back to Ryder Cup. I had my plan for the Ryder Cup January. Had all the volunteers filled, staffing, and everything eight months before the tournament. Okay, Mm -hmm. what what what's everybody going to be doing? And what's the number? Not to say there was a few add-on. So, well, even that restoration, not restoration, but the project that you did. You know, a couple of years, two years, two years before. before it, and I was just remember the saying: three years for three days. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Huh. Was that a rebuild of the greens? Did you guys re- redo the greens? I regrassed all the greens. I um, kind of similar to here. We redid four greens total, and regrassed the yard ones. Mm-hmm. So. So when you went through that project. Um, were you involved with the site? Obviously, you were involved with deciding what you were going to be doing and what they were going to be using for grass, what they were going to be, you know, how they were going to be rebuilding them and all of that as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I think anytime that you're doing a restoration or renovation, it gives the superintendent to a chance to fix all the mistakes that might have been made in the previously mm-hmm. and at the same time to use the newest and the best because there's newer grasses there's newer techniques you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, drainage type things so mm-hmm. and it gives you it just it gives you that chance and you you don't get that chance very often you know what i'm saying anytime a superintendent gets a, his golf course without golfers and believe me i'll make that comment there isn't a golf course superintendent alive that doesn't like having taken care of a golf course without golfers <laughs> <laughs> So as we, as Dane told you that we were going to be starting this big project here, what were your first thoughts for him? Uh, I thought, well, for him, it's his cup of tea, you know what I'm saying? And I'll go back to make a podcast here, because the number um, two at Medina was the best redo I've ever seen. And it's funny, he's blessed here, he's got the same construction superintendent with Wadsworth Construction Company working with him to do this again, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so I thought, who then gets his shot here? But at the same time, when I came in to a week and a half ago and looked around, I said, this is a bigger project than I ever dreamed. Huh? <laughs> I think we've all had that thought. So, so, what have you been, uh, you've been here for a couple of weeks now. You're staying for a few more weeks. Hopefully. Hopefully. If he yeah. lets you. No, yeah, if he okay. doesn't. So, uh, what have you been helping out with? Anything he wants to make his life easier. If it's he can go home to his house and mow his grass. That's nice. And spray his weeds or, in circles. or trim a tree. <laughs> but, uh, so, what is it like to have the roles changed? You're, work, you're working for him. It, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think in order to be a good leader, you got to be a good team player, too. So, you know what I'm saying? That. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just here to help him in any way I can. And at the same time, he, he gets to hear my little, well, here's what I would do. You know what I'm saying? I'd be on this program. And I find myself all the other day calling the head chemist at Sergina Chemical Company and I said, Here's the program I might be on this fall, you know, if we're pulling your control on the existing greens, for instance. You know what I'm saying? So. So tell us about um, your, how you run, ran things compared to how 
Dane runs things. Well, I see some similars uh, in the sense that uh, when I first became a superintendent, you can't do it by yourself. So more than anything, you develop that team. And, uh, and more than anything, I think I, what I see that I was blessed is I tried to surround myself not, you kind of had multiple, you had full-time workers that I call, um, uh, I called them home or whatever. Uh, then I called travelers. And the travelers is people that were awful good, but they were just traveling through your operation because they were learning. So he's actually been able to surround himself with a lot of young people too that, you know what I'm saying, hopefully that want to be in this field. And they're doing it for the same reason he's doing it, because they love being in golf. You've been here as well, helping out uh, with the PCC. What, uh, what has been your experience with that? Well, let me share that, because I want to share that. The, the biggest thing that I found out the first time, again, you know, first impression, you know what I'm saying? First time I showed up here, wow, what a nice golf course. And I still say that, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, I'll say that to now, for somebody that's skeptical, is how good this golf course is going to be, you know, when this thing is done. I mean, you know, because this place has so many different elevation changes and, and landforms and everything that it's just impressive, you know what I'm saying? And I think every golf course in the world did this. I'm, I'm one. I got an award once for... Uh, for basically nursery management, so I plant many, I plant a lot of trees. And then I found out early in my career, I planted trees, later in my career, I just cut them down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I see the thing, you know, you still want trees, and even that, where I just came from, Big Springs, an old 1926 golf course. Now, I took a lot of trees out, but I tried to plant as many trees as I took out, only I was putting them where I wanted to put them, you know what I'm saying? Not in playing areas. So that the next generation had that same feel, at least trees. Mm -hmm. So so what is Dane having you do when you're here for the PCC? The PPC? The or PCC. Principal. The principal training oh, class. Mostly he had me mow fairways. Uh, roll, I think, one day. Yeah, uh -huh. roll, mow fairways. Uh, but more than anything, I like to try to serve as to help the, the team out as far as if it's with the food or with mm -hmm. everything else too. So because that's a whole operation. Right. I mean, you you have how many? I've always sat there and everything that, that, yeah. that people don't understand is not only do you get volunteers, you clothe them, you feed them, you you know instruct them, you somewhere to stay, you give them yeah. tools. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a it's yeah. A, there's a lot a more task. to it than what right. people realize, and it's people that aren't familiar with your property necessarily. Right. So they need to be taught where to go, where to drive, who, where they can, what they can do, how to get in. You know, there's a lot to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you learn some of that coordination, Dane, from you know your experience with the Ryder Cup and in Valhalla and in Medina? Yeah. It's. I mean. You know, a lot of things is every place is different, but every place is the same you know you just gotta be organized and just think about how you would want to execute it and then how you go about through that route and then really just sign offs and checks and you know leaders within leaders um and so just you got to get an organized process going and then you know really just making sure everybody knows what they're doing and then their route and then 
you have your assistants who lead front nine, back nine. They're bouncing back and forth, you know, progress checks, sign-offs, you know, and just really helping people get into the positions that they need. So, yeah, I think just based on previous experiences and, um, you know, it's it, to some degree it's second nature. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have a vision in your head and you just have to go out there and execute it. And now that we're two years into it, two, three? Three. 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 Oh, jeez. Three years into it, I mean, even this past one, I mean, I think we went around the golf course pretty seamlessly. And, you know, that's one of the first times that I had the experience where rules officials didn't even have anything for us to come back to, like, at all. So I think I think we've got a good rhythm, and then we'll just have to figure out, you know, while it's the same, it'll be a little bit different whenever we host the next one. Mark, how, tell us a little bit about how you interacted with members and and what your advice to Dane has been in interacting with members and those communications. It's funny you sit there and say, you know, as a consultant, I created this inspection program, and, and I've been telling myself my, well, the one category I, I was missing in my little inspection process was basically public relations, PR work. And, you know, it's like I told one superintendent, you know, that he said, well, I don't want to talk to members. And I said, well, you need to, you know. (laughs) Even if you talk to the five members that you know will tell all the year 200 members, you know what I'm saying? It's part of it, you know what I'm saying? So more than anything, it's just being informative, you know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of people want to be informative. Um, I've always found out in life, though, it's people that are critical uh, versus people that are praise always, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm the superintendent that was, I meet one member and he says, you know, you might be the best golf course superintendent in the United States. I could easily walk, I actually, same. this really happened, I walked 40 more feet and, and one member said to me, you ain't done nothing but screw this place up since you got here, okay? <laughs> so, and it, so I always understood that. That's how it's going to work, okay? So... That is the nature of what we That's do. That's the nature of what we do. <laughs> yes. People have opinions. Yes. Huh? So. And more than anything, I think my thought process and philosophy is that, you know, just like the golf course or preparing for a tournament or whatever it is, it's just being true to yourself and genuine and transparent. I mean, we're never out there to hide anything. You know, we're the first people to know if something's messed up. And so, you know, if anybody brings anything to me, you know, I'm the first one to know it. And they're not telling me anything I don't know for yeah. to some degree. Of course, my simple little keep it simple, stupid. We used to be simple, but when it got too complicated, I used to put get think look at a little white golf ball and put it there. I said, you know, this whole thing's only really is only about somebody hitting this little white golf ball. You know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the things that have changed in your industry? that you think are good changes for the better for the industry? Um, I think more than anything is, I, I, I think the future, I'll give you an example. One thing I think positive here is that you're gonna, you're switching what, 24 acres of short grass to 36 acres of short grass. And I, I only say that because I think we really need to make golf courses at the same time we're making them difficult, much more playable. I mean, I mean, this is the hardest game in the world. I know there's new things going on about the ball, but, you know, the other 95% of golfers 
I mean, sometimes they're struggling to want to still play because it's such a hard game. Mm -hmm. So I think more than anything is just making it a game that's accessible and 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 easy. Mm -hmm. Just go hit the golf ball. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. One of the things I do as a golf course superintendent that I know some a lot of people disagree with you, but I like to. I like to be able to tee it up a little bit, you know, and I think I always sat there and said, I don't know why we don't do that rather than just be critical of the golf course superintendent because I got a bad lie. Mm -hmm. So, Do you still get to play often? I, say, I play. Yeah? I play enough, yeah. Do you so. get take? Do you play with? Do you get out with Dane at all? Or you yeah, guys? We, we we were able to at least play once since I've been here. But pretty much every time I have visited, we played golf somewhere. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So who wins yeah. the match? He, nah, not me. Huh? No, he's <laughs> won before though. Originally, I thought he could never beat me, but he, he has. Okay, he's won once before. He's won before. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So do you now that you're you're kind of working together a little bit on this on this project a little as you're visiting do you is it always uh, you get along swimmingly all the time <laughs> There's two different yeah. looks going on right now <laughs> <That's> silence <laughs> No yeah I mean we do I mean the only thing that we've had is just the the fairway seating the other day and we're we're figuring that out I wanted to uh, and I, it's just a process. I mean, it's it's not big, but I want to do it clockwise and then turn around and if I'm going to do it twice, do counterclockwise. And he wants to he wants to do it three to nine or three to nine or, or four six, to five and or six to twelve and, and then turn, Have me make all these turns, huh? <laughs> so your dad would understand it more. My dad Brandon, would understand because when he plows a big field, he wants to make one long pass up the middle to, and then make the yard pass up the side and then just go that way. However you can make the longest passes. I'm sure he'll appreciate you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't vegetables. <laughs> no, other than that, I mean, we, you know, that was our first day of seating. So, you know, that's behind figuring us. figuring it out. Yeah, and we're working collectively to think about you know what the best process is and it might not be that slit seater this is when one of their different things you know i make the comment just what we're not there yet but we're not too far off when we get us uh when we get some momentum and that's getting getting about two or three holes into this to look back wow look at those holes as we start putting things back yeah so becomes we've only done one hole so yeah. far and it was like the whole thing was a trial or right. experiment, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So how do we gonna do the next one? Yeah. And then once we get the system down, then it's I call it momentum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just, well, not only Dad and I, but even our assistants, and you know, I think in that first one we all had some frustration, and that's inevitable. But the thing that I always try to tell them is, and it's true for anything that we do within our team, is you know, listen, this is the first one. I mean, we get better in everything that we do. We get better every time we do something. And, you know, it's the first one. So the next one's going to be better. And by the time we get done. Of course, last week know. it didn't help that it was 102 degrees one day. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're yeah. probably seeing that with the green expansions, too. Yeah. The first one or two were probably a lot more difficult. And then they probably get a little bit easier as you start yeah. to learn the process. Exactly. And, and, you know, that rings true for everything that we're doing. It's just mm -hmm. get. I mean, that's just life, I guess, too. Yeah. Is, you know, you do something and every Every time you do it again, then you just become better at it. 
or you should have that mindset at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll sit there and make that comment. Golf course management is a lot like life: good habits, routines. You know, so it's it's developing these routines or habits, or you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. And so this is new because we're not just maintaining grass; we're you know restoring it. Yeah. So, Mark, how proud are you of your son? Oh, I am proud, but uh, you know, I have two other children. I'm awful proud of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I would love him if he wasn't a golf course superintendent or he wasn't successful. You know, so yeah. I am proud. But I'm glad. I'm glad because there's some sense of fulfillment that I got to do this for 52 years. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade my life to anybody. You know what I'm saying? What I got to experience and. You know what I'm saying? It's the country western song. Find something you love and call it work. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're proud of him. We're really, really glad to have him here at Wakanda with mm-hmm. us, and we're so glad to have you here as well. Thank you. And and thanks for sitting down with us this morning. And I'm it's been fun talking with both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.